After drinking the wine, Jesus cried out in a loud voice. It's the only cry that's not addressed to someone. And it's a cry of triumph. It's a cry of victory. The cry, it is finished. One word. To telestai. It means to bring to an end, to finish, to accomplish. It's not merely present tense. It focuses on the present state that's brought about by a past action. Jesus is announcing that there is now a new state of affairs that has been ushered in. It was completed. And now it stands finished. What is finished? The whole scene, is, just, is, is, is it about to be over? No, if we were to read John's gospel carefully, just in one sitting, we would be amazed at what we would find. Jesus has a laser focus on the work that the Father has sent him to do. He's only and always ever doing the will of his Father. And so what is finished? It's the entire work of salvation for all who would trust in Jesus. And because it is finished, there is nothing that can be added to it. Nothing remains to be completed. He avoided every sin. He upheld every law. He did everything that his father told him to do. In the midst of a, of, in the face of a titanic spiritual struggle, he did it all. It is finished. He became the immoral, the lustful, the God-ignorer, the murderer, the blasphemer, the adulterer, the liar, the slanderer. He felt all of the punishment. He felt all of the shame. All of that was finished. Which means that if you are a Christian this evening, there is nothing that you can add to his accomplishment. There's nothing that could compel God to love you more than he already does because of the forgiveness that you have received because of faith in Christ. And if you have not received that forgiveness because you have not put your faith and your trust in Christ and turned from your sin, I just want you to know that full forgiveness is available. You are free from having to try to make things right with the God who is perfect. Utter and complete and joyous acceptance by God. Intimate friendship with God available because of this work of Jesus. And apart from Jesus, there is only you bearing your own sin with all of the hatred and the indignation and the just, holy Justice of God being poured out upon you. And you can receive His mercy by turning from your sin and believing in this work. And that last cry, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. Three hours of darkness is the first sign that we see from heaven. And Mark chapter 15, verse 38 tells us that after 
he breathed his last, the curtain was torn in two. And this doesn't seem like a big deal, but this was a national crisis. The closest earthly approximation to heaven that was off limits to man. And at this moment, when he commits his spirit into the Father's hands, heaven signals something for everyone to behold. No more will that temple be needed. Because there is a new temple that has been established. No more will man need to come to this temple to meet with God. They now can come through Jesus and the work that he has done. A final sacrifice has been offered. No more will be needed. The access to God's most sacred presence was flung open to any and every sinner who would turn from it and trust in him. The battle is won. The victory is won on the cross. And Jesus still dies. He entrusts his spirit to the safekeeping of his father. Jesus didn't leave this world with a whimper because his life was somehow taken away from him. No, Jesus chose this moment. Jesus took the initiative. It's in the death of Jesus that the glory of Jesus shines brightest. And because it is finished, and because he has entrusted his spirit into his Father's care, we then, tonight, can believe that his love is sure, that forgiveness is full, that our joy is in him, that our treasure is Christ, that our future is secure, and that our hope is in heaven, and that his promises are true. We can know that debt can be removed. We can know that we can can have 100% forgiveness. We don't need to work to clean ourselves up. We don't need to, to, to add to the work that he has already done. It is finished. We don't need to prove our worthiness. We don't need to suffer the punishment for our sin. No need to beat yourselves up or to relive what Jesus went through. Christ's suffering absorbed it all. God did it all. And so let us savor these last seven sayings. Let us not move on too quickly from them. Because they reveal to us from the beginning to the end that Jesus is preoccupied with the will of his Father. And in God's good design, the joys that we will experience on Resurrection Sunday, they must first pass through the horrors of Good Friday. And while many people want to look away from the sufferings of Christ, the church doesn't. The church can't. Because in these wounds, we've come to see. Oh, the love that flows to sinners who repent and believe. John Stott said, before we can begin to see the cross as something done for us, We have to see it as something done first by us. Only the man or woman who's prepared to own his share in the guilt of the cross 
may share their claim in the grace of the cross. So the invitation this evening is to turn from your sin and turn to Christ. And the good news is because of his wrath-absorbing death, you can get your God. No greater news. This is why this Friday is good.